0: Hi there and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keene, the senior pastor. And wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message, that it's gonna really inspire you for the great journey that you are on and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today.
1: Come on, let's get into it. Fantastic. Let's just pray together. Let's just pray right now. Ask God to come. Uh, God's already here. God's already touching hearts, changing people, I believe. And I'm just really believing as we hear this word, something fresh is going to get spoken into our soul. Hey, So let's pray right, together right now. Father, I pray your word is alive and active. It has this amazing capacity, God, to impact humanity. Lord, I pray tonight, let us catch something afresh of the power of prayer. And Father, I pray for those here who are already, you know, really uh, comfortable with prayer. They've got a great prayer discipline in their life. Father, I pray, to let them be even more inspired and even more in faith, God, as they petition you in prayer. And Father, for others here who are maybe just beginning that journey, maybe beginning the journey of faith or beginning the journey of regularly praying, Father, I want to pray, speak to them tonight. Speak to every person, God, here tonight and encourage us, Lord, to keep growing in this era of prayer, which really, God, is speaking to you. It's communicating with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Fantastic. You can grab your seats and... uh, I want to read to you, I'm just going to speak just for about 10 minutes and then we're going to have some more worship and prayer. Um, but I want to speak to you from a passage of scripture, it's in Exodus, it's chapter 17, it's verses 8 to 13. And it's an incredible passage of scripture when, when the, the people of God have been freed from Egypt and they face their first significant challenge. And God's teaching them a principle here, that ultimately in God, there's things that they will overcome if they petition Him in prayer that they won't overcome In their own strength, you know. And so it says this. Then Amalek came and fought with Israel at Rephidim. So Moses said to Joshua, choose for us men and go out and fight Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the staff of God in my hand. And so Joshua did as Moses told him and fought with Amalek. While Moses, Aaron and Hur went up to the top of the hill. Whenever Moses held up his hand, Israel prevailed. and Whenever he lowered his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands grew weary, so they, could, so they took a stone and they put it under him and they sat him on it. While Aaron and Hur held up his hands, one on one side and the other on the other side. So his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. And Joshua overwhelmed Amalek and his people with the sword. Amazing passage of Scripture, Moses is old at this time and he's praying and he's holding up this symbol of faith in God, he's holding up to God and he's, he's, he's really intercessing through prayer, to an intercessory prayer, he's praying on behalf of the people that are fighting. And, and it says that he gets to this place where he just doesn't have the strength anymore to keep on going on, but he has two friends with him and they help him and they uphold him and together they overcome. And I, it's so... Profound, the, the picture and so simple that all the time their hands were raised in prayer, they were winning the battle. And the minute they dropped their hands, they began to be defeated. You know, and it's illustrating a principle that we don't always see as clearly as that in life. You don't always see it as clearly as that when you're praying. This was so obvious and so, so it's making a point. It's, it's, it's so that, you know, for the history, we can look back to this moment and we can learn from it. But often when you and I are prevailing in prayer, we don't often see the change as quickly as that. You know, but it doesn't mean it's not happening in the supernatural. Things are happening when you pray, and they're not happening when you don't. Hey? so as believers, we should be embarking on campaigns that will fail without God's help. We should be embarking on campaigns that will fail. Without God's help, there's no way that these people who have been slaves for decades in Egypt should be able to fight a proficient military force and win. There's just no way in the natural that should happen. But in God, they take on something that can only be won in God. I love that. That's what faith is. That's what faith is. This is the first battle the Israelites embarked on after leaving Egypt, and they won by intercession, which is by praying to God. It's an important lesson that God's trying to teach His kids. You can win battles through prayer that you could never win in your own power and your own strength. And you know what? If if we can live our lives comfortably, operating from our own abilities, so if right now you're living comfortably in your life just by operating from your own ability, then perhaps your vision for your life is way too small. Way too small. If the vision you have, I can do this, I've got this covered, I don't really need to be seeking God in prayer, I kind of got it good, I'm, I'm capable, I'm able to do this. Well then you're doing way less than you should be. You should have a way bigger life than you've got. You should be tackling things that terrify you, not things that are so familiar to you that you can do them in your own strength. This is provoking us that in God we should be taking on things that we could never do in the natural, that are way beyond us, where if God doesn't show up, I'm going to look really stupid. You know? That's the kind of faith that God wants us to have. You know, And there are people here, right here now, in our service, who've experienced victories that could only be won through prayer. And there's people with stories of business that could only happen if God was real. That only happened as a result of prayer. There's people who've raised their kids who are doing great things for God. When you look at their childhood, the parents' childhood, you can't believe the things their kids are doing. Man, that could only happen through prayer in God. There's other people here, they've overcome cancer because they prayed and God did a miracle. They wouldn't have made it without God doing what they couldn't, you know. There's people here whose addictions have been broken, broken as they've petitioned God in prayer. There's people here... And you know you would not be in the career you're in if it wasn't for you petitioning God in prayer. There's there's miracles all over this place. There's testament to this being true all over this room. I want to encourage us as believers, we should be embarking on campaigns that will fail without God's help. And my last point is this. Don't pray alone. When you're praying for God to move in your life and in your circumstance, and when, you're, when, when we should be pushing into things that are beyond what we can do in the natural, we shouldn't be doing it alone. Yeah, Moses didn't go alone. He had Aaron, he had her, he had a team. Three of them were praying, you know, and look, people might be with you praying, that's we're gonna do that tonight. Or you might be, you know, at your place praying, and you might have friends that just say, I'm praying for you each morning. I don't think they need to physically be with you, but we need to have other people backing up what we're praying and declaring in prayer. I have that in my life. I have that in my life. I have people who pray for me who will say to me, How are you going? What's going on? And I tell them, I say, I'm gonna be praying for you for that. I'm believing with you for that. We all need that. We all need that. We shouldn't just be praying by ourselves and that's why this weekend we're going to take some time you know t- today what we're going to do a little bit later on in this service we're going to pray for anyone who's in the role of leadership we're going to pray for leaders and then we'll make some room we'll pray for some other people too and then on Sunday we're going to give an opportunity for everybody to be prayed for so we're going to pray for leaders tonight and we to get them to pray for everyone on Sunday and so there's going to be an opportunity over this weekend for every person here to receive some prayer you know where people are believing with you for what you're believing for There's an amazing account in Acts 12 where where a miracle happens as a result of prayer. What happens is that Peter, who leads the church in Jerusalem, has been arrested by Herod, who's this king who's opposed to the things of God. And he arrests him and he puts him in jail. And in the jail, he chains him by his hands and by his feet in shackles. And then he puts two guards at the inside of the jail by the door, and he puts two outside, right? And so he's really making sure that Peter doesn't get out. But Peter's friends are praying. They gather together, group of people, and they start praying, they're full of fear because Peter's been arrested, but they pray and they intercede and they believe for God to do a miracle. They pray for God to do a miracle and intervene in Peter's circumstance. And it says in Acts 12 that what happens is that as Peter is sleeping in the cell, he he wakes up to this bright light. But it's not an earthly light. It's something supernatural is illuminating his cell. And then out of that light comes an angel. And the angel says to him, get up. And as he gets up, the chains just break off of his hands and off of his feet, the shackles. And then he says he walks through the door, past the two guards. You know, the door just opens, he walks through it. And then he says he gets to the prison door, the whole jail. And he says it just opens by itself. And he walks through and he thinks to himself, I must be dreaming. The next thing he knows, he's in the street outside the jail and the angel leaves. And suddenly he realizes, whoa, this isn't a dream. This is really happening. And so he goes to the house where he knows that his friends have been praying. He knocks on the door, and there's this girl called Rhonda. She comes to the door, and she's too nervous to open it, right? And she says, who is it? And he says, it's Peter. And she doesn't be- she's not sure, and she thinks, it is his voice. And then she doesn't open the door. She runs and tells everyone. Now, you know the Bible's not made up, people, because this is a foolish moment. Right? She says, oh, it's Peter. And then she runs and tells all the believers, but without letting him in, right? <laughs> then she goes to the believers. Now, listen. They've been praying all night long, right, all night long, believing for a miracle. And she says to them, hey, Peter's at the door, and guess what? They don't believe her. They don't believe her. Man, I found that convicting. You know, sometimes we can be praying, but we're not really believing. You know, it says that the believers then go to the door, open, it is Peter, and they all go, wow, God's amazing, and they start going crazy, right? But they didn't really believe that what they were praying for was likely to happen. You know, and that's a, that's a, that's, that shows a last resort prayer. You know, when you've done everything in the natural, and you think, well, there's nothing left to do but pray. That's what they were like. You know, they're thinking, like, what I've done, we've done you know, we, we may as well pray. You know, as opposed to what they should have been doing is the first thing they should have been doing was thinking, man, I'm bringing this to God. How hey, I'm bringing God into this. Soon as I identify something that needs to shift, to change, my instinct is to bring that to God. I don't do it as last resort, you know. And so I want to encourage you when we're praying tonight, hey, believe it. Expect the miraculous to break out. Pastor Jared's been declaring we're in miracle territory. He's he's declaring that as a church, you know. We've just secured some land in Zambia. All kinds of things are happening. But friend, that promise isn't just for the broader church. It's for you. It's for you. And it's for me that we would see this year miracle territory be gained as God does what only He can do as we pray and seek Him and believe in Him that He is going to move and do incredible things, you know? Prayer should be our first resort. Sorry, our first response, not our last resort. Prayer should be our first response, not our last resort. Hey, we're gonna, now what we're gonna do, we're gonna continue just to worship God for a bit, then we're gonna pray for some of our leaders and do a few other things, is that cool?
0: Thank you so much for joining us online today. Really great to have you with us and special thanks to those also who give online your generosity is making the way for others to hear the message of Jesus, both here in Australia and around the world. If you enjoyed today's message, I'd love to encourage you to share this message with a friend, a workmate, a family member, and let's believe together that it will powerfully impact their life for good in Jesus' name. If you're unable to be with us at one of our church locations, uh, both here in Australia and around the world, please join us online every Sunday for Global Heart at Home on YouTube. God bless and have a great week.